welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beyer, founder of Intuitive Edge Coaching and creator of the Elemental Entrepreneurship Framework. I use the elements, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit as a lens for understanding business and life. As you begin to understand each element, you can become an alchemist, able to powerfully blend the elements to transmute, transform, and create mysteriously potent outcomes with ease, leaving the people around you wondering, how are they doing that? As we navigate the unique challenges and joys that come with being a creative entrepreneur or professional artist, the Elemental Entrepreneurship Framework provides a guide to help you understand yourself, cultivate balance, and alchemize your business for magical results. I'm glad you're here. Hello, friends. I hope your August is progressing smoothly or from anywhere on the space-time continuum that you're catching this recording. I hope you're having a great whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to go with it. So this today, where I am right now in the space-time continuum is Tuesday, August 17th. And I'm sharing with you a recording from last Tuesday, which was August I don't know, not the 17th. And in it, I discuss the point where our quote unquote self-care may actually be avoidance. And some of you will really resonate with this. And some of you may not because some of us uh, have different patterns of avoidance. I know some people, if in elemental terms, they are all fire, that their avoidance mechanisms are actually about staying busy, right? They try to stay so busy that they never slow down uh, and get into their water. They don't like to feel their feelings. They don't like to be in their rest. They don't like to be in stillness because when they're in stillness, feelings that they've been running from may catch up with them. So if you're that kind of person, this may not apply to you. But many of the people I work with are heavy on the water mode and some of their water tends to default into avoidance, shame, procrastination, And sometimes it can include some self-deception, right? Like saying that what you're doing is self-care, right? I can't attend to the work that's on my to-do list today because I actually need to rest. And then that becomes one day, two days, three days, four days. At some point, it tips over from tending to your body's genuine rest needs or self-care needs and into self-indulgent or self-deceptive avoidance of things that you need to do. So that's what I'm talking about in this episode. And I also want to be clear that there are a lot of very good reasons for developing avoidance as a coping mechanism. And I don't get into all of them today, but if avoidance is your default coping strategy, you probably developed it when you were a child and you were actually helpless, right? There is um, very little else to do when you're a kid who's powerless in a situation, but check out mentally and emotionally and numb because you can't leave and you can't change things. Um, when you're very little, right? So for a lot of us who developed avoidance as a coping strategy for stress, we come by it honest, you know, and that is okay. The problem is that that coping mechanism worked to get us through 
uh, that period in our lives. And it is not a great coping mechanism to get us through adulthood. And it is certainly not a great coping mechanism to get us through entrepreneurship or business ownership or being an artist or, you know, really anything else that we want to do. And so if you find that, you know, you sign up for things and you then don't follow through on them or you, you know, you opt into containers where you're going to get some help and accountability, but then you don't show up and take the help, um, that you spend a lot of time in avoidance mode know that avoidance as a coping mechanism erodes our self-esteem, telling ourselves, I can't deal with this, erodes our self-confidence and our feeling of competence and capability as a person. And it's also not true. Most of the time, you could deal with this. (laughs) You could attend to this business. You could handle it. Even if the way that you could is by bringing in help or asking for support or finding someone who could help you, that you actually could, but because you're telling yourself you can't, you don't try, and you don't look, and then you kind of go into wallowing in the shame feeling that is created by telling yourself, I can't handle this. And so if that sounds like you, if that's something that you do, it's time to learn some new coping strategies. It's time to learn some new skills. And that's something that I help people with in coaching. It's something that you can work on with a therapist. Um, but just be aware that like, just because avoidance has been a primary coping strategy for you, A, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And B, doesn't mean you have to be like that forever. It's just a matter of acknowledging right now, this is the coping strategy I use and it's not serving me. And then, you know, start small, ask for help. Where can I learn different? Who can I go to for support? If it's me, I would love to be that person for you. Please feel free to hit me up anytime. You can contact me on Instagram at intuitiveedgecoaching. You can email intuitiveedgecoaching at gmail.com and talk to me. I'll put links for that in the show notes. If it's a therapist, there's all kinds of great resources for that. You could even hit hit me up if you'd like help with therapy resources. I'm always down to help. But resource yourself. Get the tools. Get the support. Get what you need to address this so that you can start to create change in your life. And in this episode, I come at you with a little tough love. Uh, which you might be able to tell by the episode title, is it self-care or are you bullshitting? And I talk to us in this episode kind of the way that I talk to myself, which I guess to some people might sound harsh, but comes from a place of love (laughs) for me. And I know that sometimes tough love parenting is what I need because I default into being a little self-indulgent. I also parent myself very lovingly and very gently. My inner parent is not all tough love all the time. Uh, But sometimes my inner parent does need to roll up on me and be like, hey, is this self-care or are you bullshitting? And I need to be like, you're right, you're right. I am in fact bullshitting. Let me get up off the couch and take a shower and put some clothes on and um, start figuring out the steps I need to take to get my work done. So that's what you're going to hear in this episode. Quickly before we hop into that, I do want to let y'all know that over the next few months, a lot of how I do business at Intuitive Edge Coaching is going to be changing. And right now for the remainder of the year, 
the only way that you can work with me is in one-on-one coaching or through an Elemental CEO Day. And Elemental CEO Days are actually going to soon be rebranded just as Elemental Days. They can be used for business coaching or for life coaching. So if avoidance is something you're struggling with, that could be something that we set up an Elemental Day to address. Um, Or if your business stuff is what you want to work on. That's something we could set up an elemental day to address. If you are feeling like you need a longer, more intensive one-on-one container, I currently have one coaching spot available and I will soon have one more opening up as a contract ends. So I don't advertise one-on-one coaching spaces a lot because I tend to fill them just through referral. So when they're gone, they're gone. If you've been thinking that you might want to work with me, this is a great time to hop in and grab one of those spots. All right. I think those are all my updates. I think that's all my news. I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, please like, share, subscribe, write a review, share this with a friend, a family member, a colleague, a coworker, your optometrist, your milkman, anyone that you think might enjoy it or anyone you think in your life might be bullshitting. (laughs) All right. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the episode. I'll catch you on the other side. Hey friends. So let's see. It's Tuesday. It's 3.33. I've taken most of this morning off, which is, you know, nice for the topic of this talk, which is, is it self-care or are you bullshitting? (laughs) I've taken most of the morning off. I've been lounging around. It's the first day in many, many days that I've had like real time to myself and no calls on the schedule. And so I wanted to have some downtime, but I knew I was still going to work today at some point. And uh, I've had this kind of topic kicking around in my head today. Uh, I made a post this morning that asked you, anyone reading, uh, the reader, to take a deep breath and engage in some radical honesty and ask yourself, for all of us to ask ourselves, are all of your, air quotes, very good reasons for not doing things for not doing the things that you know you should be, for not doing the things that you say you want to do, for your actions not aligning with what you say you want, are all of your very good reasons for your behavior actually fear and trauma-based excuses to keep yourself stuck and small and safe, right, according to our ego, and in stasis. And that's just something that's really been on my mind and heart for a few days. And a lot of people deal with this. A lot of my clients deal with it. I have dealt with it. I deal with it. We, it happens, right? And I think it especially happens for very smart, highly verbal people. Uh, I'd like to think of myself as a pretty smart and very verbal person. I've been in a lot of talk therapy. I read at a college level in fifth grade. Uh, I've always been good at the words, right? I've been keeping a diary since I was in like second grade. The problem with very smart, highly verbal people is that we are really good at explaining, justifying, giving reasons for why 
for why, why I am this way, why I'm doing these things, why I can't um, do the thing I say that I want to do, why I'm moving so slowly, why my behaviors don't match up with what I say I want for myself. We can spin you the story of why, of why the words don't match the actions, of why the actions are what they are. And, um, and we convince ourselves with these words, right? Because we can craft this very logical, very rational, very well thought out answer for fucking everything, for fucking everything. And we can convince ourselves that what we're doing is justified, that what we're doing is rational, that what we're doing is the best thing for us. And it really makes sense. And we can convince other people. We can convince ourselves. We're the worst, right? People who are highly verbal, really smart, and have been in a lot of talk therapy are the fucking worst. (laughs) Because we can really come up with very compelling reasons why our behavior is what it is. And sometimes it's bullshit. Not all the time. I'm not saying all the time. There is no such thing as always or never when it comes to humans. I'm not saying it's all the time bullshit. I'm not saying that all the time our reasons for our choices are rationalizations for stuckness. Not all the time. Sometimes they're bullshit. And... One of the things that's come up for me in my life, on my journey, is that I must, I must engage in a ruthless level of honesty with myself. I have to. Because I will bullshit. I will bullshit myself. I will bullshit other people. And I'm good at it because I'm smart. And I will be able to come up with really good reasons for why I can't go after what I say I want, why I can't make more money, why I can't get out of this problem, why I can't fix something that's not working, why I can't change my behavior, why I can't stop doing something that's bad for me. I can come up with a million and one very good reasons, quote unquote, capital V, (laughs) capital G, capital R, very good reasons why I can't. And I had Uh, a coach in my life who sometimes when I would get into my very good reasons why I can't would be like, okay, but do you want to argue for your limitations or do you want to change? Just dead me. Just fucking dead me. Okay. Well, so do you want to argue for your victimhood or do you want to change? You can have either one. I don't care. It's up to you. But do you want to argue for your limitations? Do you want to stand here as the lawyer in defense of your limitations Or do you want to change? And I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, you're right. Let me fucking go cry and I'll come back and and we'll talk about it. And I think about it all the time. I think about it when I catch myself in those places where I'm bullshitting myself. And so when I said, is it self-care? Are you bullshitting in the topic? Sometimes, especially for me, 
as someone who spent a lot of my life neglecting myself, I then swung way the other way into avoidance and using self-care, quote unquote, as avoidance, right? So, well, I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed by this thing. So um, I am going to like honor my feelings, quote unquote, I'm going to honor my feelings by giving myself the day to rest and, um, and then I'll come back to it. Now, that could be true, right? Because this is what I was saying about like, is it self-care or are you bullshitting? It takes a level of discernment. It could be true. It could be true that you're in a place of overwhelm and that you are genuinely burnt out and that the right thing to do in that moment, the loving way to parent yourself in that moment would be to give yourself some downtime. It could also be true that like you don't need a whole day to sit in your feelings before you take action. It could also be true that you would do just as well to take 15 to 20 minutes to feel your feelings and then get into action. It could also be true that if you indulge yourself in a, in, in time off in this scenario, um, to, to deal with your overwhelm and come back to it later, that you could allow that to extend into the full day and then something will come up and someone will ask you to go to dinner and then something will happen at dinner and then tomorrow you'll have a hard day and then it's been three weeks and you haven't done the thing. And now we're in the territory of is it self-care or are you bullshitting? And the only person who knows is us, right? Like we're the only person who knows if we're being honest with ourselves or not. But it's worth looking at sometimes are my very good reasons that I have for why things aren't changing in my life. Elaborate lies that I am telling myself to justify staying stuck because this is where I feel safe and there's nothing wrong with feeling safe. It's your ego's job to help you feel safe. Your ego takes change and growth as a threat, as a danger, as potential annihilation. And its job is to help you come up with very good reasons not to do it, not to take a risk, not to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. And so this level of radical honesty with yourself, this level of clarity and discernment with yourself about whether or not you're being honest about what's going on with you is important. I used to do it with, with romantic relationships. I used to get into romantic relationships with people who were not good for me and like kind of not about shit and lied to themselves a lot. And then like all of my like trauma and like wounding around like needing to be loved and accepted and getting all of my validation from a romantic partner would spring up and I would just be like spending all my time laid up under somebody who wasn't really about shit and like neglecting my life and you know be like well I'm like building my relationship I see a lot of very talented women especially femmes especially um getting themselves into positions where they're in kind of like dramatic or volatile relationships as a place to hide from their greatness, as a place to hide from their gifts, as a place to hide from their calling, because it's very socially acceptable to be like investing a lot in your relationship, especially if that relationship is with a cis man, you know, or 
if you are always a little bit upset or a little bit distracted or a little bit overwhelmed because of this like um, volatile relationship, you can't give your all. So you always have the excuse of like, well, I didn't perform my best because we got into a fight and I was up all night. And, but if I had performed my best, it would have been better. Or I wasn't able to promote because, uh, you know, me and my partner were like, you know, in a high conflict situation and I couldn't like take time away from that. Or afterwards, I just felt so upset that I couldn't bring myself to be forward facing and promote my shit. And that's why I didn't. And it's like, oh yeah, like everyone will accept that. And be like, oh, it's so, that's so hard. I'm so sorry. Right. But it's like, I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have been in partnerships with people who were a numbing agent that I used to hide from my life. I shouldn't have been with people who were threatened by me. And used to purposefully pick fights with me before big things in my career so that they could keep me destabilized because they were afraid that if I got bigger or better, I would leave them. Those people were not for me. It took me a long fucking time to figure that out. But I was bullshitting because it's not like it took me a long time to figure it out. I knew it. I knew what I was doing on a certain level in my body. Even if rationally I couldn't figure out why I couldn't break the pattern, I knew it. I sat in therapy and argued for those limitations and explained why I couldn't leave that relationship and explained why I couldn't leave those people and explained why they needed me so fucking much that I couldn't get myself up out. But I knew anytime we open our mouth to argue for our limitations, somewhere inside, we know we can feel the dissonance. We know, we know, we know that we're bullshitting. I used to do it with drugs. Right. I would just be like, oh, well, oh, I feel stressed today. So I'm going to smoke an eighth of weed today. <laughs> just be high all the time because that's what's going to help me manage. No. Mm-mm. Right. I need this because of my stress. I need this because of my anxiety. But you need trauma healing. That's what I needed. I needed trauma healing. I needed actual nervous system resolution and not to put myself in situations where I needed to be high all the time to live my life. The coping mechanism was fine for the situation. I shouldn't have been in those situations. I was not parented very well, you know, love my parents. They're cool. I kind of like ran with the wolves for a long time. Didn't ever feel like anyone was like looking out for me. Didn't have the experience of being protected. And so I did not know how to protect myself. I never had an example of a parent that was going to come scoop me up and take me out of somewhere and be like, no, this is not the place you should not be here. These people are not good for you. You need to be focused on yourself. You need to be focused on your gifts. You need to be focused on your work. These situations aren't serving you. I didn't have that. So I didn't know how to do that for myself. I had to learn. But for a long time, people would try to teach me and my answer would be, let me explain to you all the good reasons why I can't, why I shouldn't, why it's not the right time, why it's actually okay for me to be here, why these people really need me, right? Like very good reasons, logic. Mm. And then there's the problem with logic, right? Because logic, our logic the thing that we're taught to hold above everything, the thing that we're taught to put above feelings, logic, is an equation that we 
craft out of the evidence we have seen thus far. And the evidence we have seen thus far may be shitty and may not be the world we're trying to build for ourselves. So if I want to create a life that's more of the same, then I should use the same logic that got me this. And I should stick by that logic and I should keep using it to make all my future decisions. But if I want something different, then the logic that got me here is not going to get me there. I need new logic. I need to start basing decisions on shit I have never seen before. When I first started really healing, I had never seen radical accountability before. I had never seen radical honesty before. I had never seen deep, unapologetic, unflinching, unconditional self-love. I had never seen it. I had not seen it modeled in a single human being that I knew. And I'm not saying I always have it 100% of the time. But if I had to start, I had to start by imagining it. What do I think that is? What do I think that looks like? Who are my spirit parents? What do they want from me? How do they parent me? It's not that it's always fucking nice because my spirit parents sometimes are like, bitch, get up. What are you doing? They will definitely take me by my ear somewhere. But I need that because I will indulge myself. I will indulge my lowest impulses to my own detriment because that's what I knew. That's what is safe. That's what I come from. Avoidance, escapism, substances, making shitty choices, trying to run hustles, trying to get shit fast, trying to get shit the easy way. That's what I come from. That's not what got me to where I am right now, but that's what I come from. So that by that logic, using the logic of that world, I could not build the life I had now. I had to come up with whole new logic. I had to come up with whole new frameworks. I had to come up with whole new systems. I had to start outsourcing. I had to start going way outside of who I knew personally and who I had ever interacted with. I had to start getting myself in new rooms. And I'll tell you what, when you start, when I say getting myself in new rooms, even sometimes that started, start to listen to podcasts, start to listen to books on tape, start to listen to interviews of people who have accomplished the thing you want to accomplish and listen to how they talk about what they did. Get yourself in new mental rooms, get yourself in new emotional rooms, start being around people who've done the healing. That phrase, elevation requires separation. When I started getting in new rooms and getting around new people, I lost all my fucking friends. Over and over again in my life, every time I've changed, I've lost all my fucking people. They can't come with me. I would love for them to. They don't want to. They want me to stay there and make them feel better about justifying their choices. They want me to stay numb with them. They want me to stay in self-care, right? And what self-care might mean is, We're going to blow all of our money on drinks today. We're going to start day drinking at noon and we're going to blow all of our, we're going to spend all the money in our bank account on drinks today and eating out and partying. We're not going to know what happened tomorrow. We're going to throw up. We're going to hook up with a fucking stranger and hope we used a condom. And then tomorrow we're not going to be able to pay rent, but we're going to deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow. That's who I used to be. Deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow. I'm probably going to die. So why, why not just deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow? Half those people did die or they went to jail. That's what deal with tomorrow's problems tomorrow got us. And we called it self-care, right? 
Let's have fun. Today you're stressed. Today you're sad. Today your boyfriend pissed you off. Today your girlfriend cheated. So you know what? Let's just blow it all. Fuck it. Self-care. Is it self-care if it fucks over another part of your life? No. Is it self-care if you're actually creating a huge problem for your future self? No. That's not self-care. That's self-sabotage. Sometimes indulging ourselves in our immediate, in our instant gratification desire and calling it self-care is bullshitting. Not always, sometimes. Now, are there days where sometimes it's like a wild ass day and the answer is like, let's go to fucking happy hour? Absolutely. But the discernment part, the radical honesty part of yourself needs to check in and be like, is this really something that's going to help? Is this really going to make us feel better? Or are we actually just putting off the problem for future us and compounding the problem because now we're going to have a financial problem and we're going to be sick later? Is that what we want? Is that really helpful? Do, is, it, is what we actually need like a conversation, a hug to cut somebody off? An hour of sitting quietly and journaling and getting our feelings together and then getting the fuck back to work is what we actually need to set a boundary. It's what we actually need to pack up all of our shit and move out of this house and leave this relationship. Like, what do we actually need? What's the real self-care? What is the real taking care of my, my whole, my highest self versus like, what is the numbing band-aid I can put on this moment? And explain away, right? Very good reason why I can't do it right now. And I'm thinking about this heavy right now as I am launching Elemental Entrepreneurship Essentials because I'm thinking about what it means to be self-employed, what it means to be a business owner, what it means to actually try to build something from your gifts, from your dreams. And it's not easy, but sometimes it's simple Sometimes it's as simple as stop bullshitting. Sometimes it's as simple as stop advocating for your limitations. Sometimes it's as simple as the second you open your mouth to give a very good reason why you can't fix that problem that you shut the fuck up. And I'm not being harsh on you. This is how I talk to myself. Like with love because I need it sometimes. I need someone to be like, mm, no, no ma'am, no, incorrect. Or like, Okay, give your long ass reason and I'm going to sit here and listen. And then at the end, I'm just going to be like, but do you want to make money though? Do you want to be successful though? Do you want to fix it? Or do you just want to sit here and listen to yourself talk? Do you want to fix it? Or do you just want to sit here and explain why you're stuck? Does being stuck feel good? Is that how you want to live? Is this who you want to be? I have to talk to myself like, like that because my indulgent voice gets me into trouble. My we'll deal with that later voice is not my friend. And when it comes to friends, the friends I actually keep in my life talk to me like that too. My real friends, the only people I keep close to me, I keep them close to me because they'll tell me when I'm fucking up. That's love to me. I've had friends who don't call each other out. I've been in the friend circle where everybody's life is falling apart and no one says shit. I've been in the misery loves company friend circle where they don't actually want anyone to elevate because if other people started doing well, they would take it as confrontation, right? You're holding up a mirror to all the ways that I'm bullshitting myself and I don't want to look at that. So don't do it. Stay here. 
party with us every day. Don't go to college. Don't start a business. Don't start being off on your own, right? Oh, Sarah thinks better than us now. Sarah doesn't want to hang out with us anymore. No, Sarah is to build some shit. And you said you wanted to build some shit. And now I'm realizing you never wanted to build the shit. You just wanted to sit here and get high and talk about all the things we were going to do someday. But you're never going to do anything. You're going to be in this room getting high, talking about the shit you're going to do someday until you're fucking 50 years old. It's not cute. It's a cute look when you're 25. It's not a cute look at 45. It's not. And I would have been there if I didn't have the cultivation of the voice in myself that was like, bitch, what are you doing? And then starting to realize that my real friends were the ones who didn't let me get away with shit. My real friends were the coaches who came into my life and they were like, all right, well, like, do you want to advocate for your limitations or do you want to get better? Do you want to tell me all the reasons why it's hard and why you can't? Or do you want to get unstuck and fucking sit? Because the real, the real hard thing about being an entrepreneur, the real hard thing about working for yourself the real hard thing about being a human being, the real hard thing about being an artist is that no one is coming to save you. No one is coming to get you. No one is coming to tell you what to do. No one is coming to give you the answer that's going to fix your life. No one is going to save you from your choices. And that can sting sometimes because sometimes the little kid in us that didn't ever get taken care of is screaming out for someone to just come take care of us. And the only person who can do that when you're an adult is your inner adult. It's not your mom anymore. It's not your dad anymore. And it sucks for those of us who had parents who didn't give that to us. Fucking sucks. There's grief there and that grief needs to be expressed and it needs to be felt and it needs to be grieved. And you may be grieving that for a long time. It may be an ongoing grief. It may be an unfolding grief. But when you're in that position, you have to cultivate an inner adult that you can bring online to come collect that inner child part of you and be like, come on, get out of this room. Get out of this excuse. Get out of this story. Get out of this narrative. Go get the help you need. Go bring in people who can support you. Go back to those people who called you on your shit and say, you are right. And I'm here. And I appreciate you for saying that to me because I needed to hear it. Versus, right, getting defensive and shutting down and being like, fuck them. Fuck them. No. I mean, and again, I'm saying not always. But like my real friends, the people in my life who I really fuck with are the people who are not afraid to tell me when I'm fucking up and are not afraid to tell me something's off. Something's weird. You're moving funny. You're making weird choices. I need you to get this together. I need you to go get help. I need you to collect yourself, ma'am, because we love you and you're too important for us to sit aside and watch you throw your shit away. We're not going to do it. Get it together or you can't stay friends with us. Like that is. That is what is needed sometimes. That's what is needed sometimes. And if none of your friends in your life do that, question what's going on. If you don't feel like it would be safe in your friendships to do that, are you actually friends if you don't feel like you could comfortably tell someone, hey, I'm concerned about what you're doing? Are you actually friends?
if they can't tell you, if you can't tell them? Or are you in a misery loves company? We all placate each other. We all um, stay in a numb space together. We all co-sign each other's bullshit kind of situation. Are we all using each other as a crutch to not elevate? Because if you're not doing it, then I don't have to do it. It's worth looking at. When you're in business for yourself or trying to be, this level of self-discernment, of knowing when it's self-care and when you're bullshitting is crucial because you're alone most of the time and there's no one watching over you to make sure you're doing right. There's no one watching over you to make sure that you are taking steps every day toward what you say you want for yourself. There's no one coming to make sure that you are doing the things you need to do to make money. There's no one watching over you to make sure that you are addressing the internal issues that are coming up in your process so that you stay healthy. There's no one coming to make sure that you are not letting avoidance in certain areas of your business create huge problems for yourself down the line that are going to derail your progress. It's just you. It's just you. And for a lot of us, that's the hard part. Like that's the part that is determining our success or failure is our level of honesty with ourselves, our willingness to be brutally, brutally honest with ourselves. Now, Again, there's lots of variables here, right? I'm not saying this is always the thing. And some of us are way too hard on ourselves. It is also not radical honesty to go into a shame spiral. That's just taking a behavior and then using it as another thing to beat yourself up with and then staying in shame versus moving forward. And that's not, that's not the business either, right? I'm not advocating for being mean to yourself in such a way that it shuts you down. That's not self-care either. But there is a level of honesty required to not let yourself slip, to look at yourself and be like, "Mm, I think the choices that I'm making are leading me down a bad path. I think the choices that I'm making are rooted in avoidance and overwhelm and not connected to my highest good. I think the choices that I'm making are not aligned with what I'm saying I want for myself. So I actually need to sit down and look at what I'm saying I want and figure out, do I really want this? Maybe I don't really want it if my behavior doesn't match up. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I need to let go of saying that I want this thing. But if I do really want it and my behavior isn't matching up, there's something happening. There's a fear. There's a a trauma. There's an imbalance. There's a way that I don't feel safe. There's a way that I don't feel protected. There's something happening that is keeping me from taking the steps I need to take. And it must be addressed so that I can take those steps so that I can be in integrity. If being in integrity is your goal, and it is mine, it's my primary core value. The words need to match the actions for me. And when I'm in relationships with people where their words don't match their actions, and I start to notice that the things that they say that they want and the way that they behave don't match up, everything in my body feels unsafe because of this history for me. Because I'm like, oh, if you're self-indulgent with your bullshit and I'm close to you, I am five minutes away from joining you in let's be self-indulgent with our bullshit and hide. And I can just stay here and get all my validation from you versus getting any of my self-actualization and my validation from my path. And we can stay here together and give ourselves all the very good reasons why we can't 
take the steps, why we can't do the things, why we can't build the company, why we can't have the success, why we can't break the financial barrier, why we can't overcome the trauma, why we can't get the healing. I can just stay with you and we can just hype each other and be drunk all day. And it'll feel great in the moment until I look up five years from now and realize I haven't done shit with my life and feel terrible. I'm always susceptible to that. It's very seductive for me. So I can't be in close relationships with people who bullshit themselves. I can't. I have to leave the relationship because your willingness to be dishonest with yourself puts all my shit in danger, especially now that I have built some things for myself. And that is a a big part for a lot of people why we don't take these steps because the separation required there's grief in that there's grief in that growth there's grief in that loss there's grief in like how small your fucking circle has to get when you walk away from those people and when you walk away from those relationships over and over and over again there's grief in that there's grief in the level of like raising your standards to the point where you're like shit Now, very few people can be close to me and I can't have that many friends because my standards are really high because now I have something to lose. Every step of the way that you start to build something, you start to get a little bit of something for yourself and you're like, oh shit, like now I can't fuck around because now I have something to lose. Now that I've built this business, I'm not fucking this off. Now that I've got this place to live, I'm not fucking this off. I'm not, I'm not for you, not for anybody. Now I have more to lose. And every new thing I build, I have more and more to lose. So I can't fuck around. I can't. I can't. I can't hang out with you and be high all day and blow all of our money on takeout. I can't. I can't. When we start taking ownership of our outcomes, like real ownership of our outcomes, And again, like, I'm not, I'm not saying this is always the case for everyone. I'm not saying there aren't sometimes good reasons not to make a decision or not to do a thing. I'm not saying timing is never at play. Not saying that. In the situations where we're bullshitting ourselves, when we take real ownership for our outcomes and we're able to say, okay, the hand that I got dealt was trash. The things that I've been through were traumatic. Capitalism, cis-heteropatriarchy, and white supremacy are traumatic. Pandemic is traumatic. All these things are true. And all these things are true. And I, as an individual, as a creative individual in this moment, want to take radical ownership of my outcomes. I'm going to do everything I can every day to create what I want for myself. And I'm not going to allow myself to point backwards at things that happened in my life as reasons why I can't make a different choice today. And when I say point backwards, I mean at an hour ago, at yesterday, at last week, at when I was six, not saying those things go away. They don't. But I can bring my highest self, my inner adult, my spiritual team, my spiritual parents. I can bring all of these things to bear on myself and be like, okay, so what do I need right now today? What healing do I need right now today to start making different choices, to start feeling safe, to start resourcing myself? And there's somewhere 
that we can start. There's some better choice that we can make. There is some way that we can start making our choices and behaviors more closely align with what we say we want for ourselves. Being mindful of the gap, right? The gap between this is what I'm saying I want and this is what I'm doing every day. Is there a big gap or a small gap? Because if you're saying that what you want is a thriving business, but what you're doing every day is not matching what would make that happen, what are you doing? Are you bullshitting? Not saying for sure that you are. I'm just asking the question. If you're saying that what you want is a healthy, loving relationship, but you're showing up for connections that are not that and giving them all of your emotional attention to the point that you won't have any space available. You're not vibrating, right? I hate to use that word, right? But you're not like in a space where somebody healthy and healed would look at you and be like, that's a safe bet. I have to be real with myself, right? Like there are times where I'm like, yeah, like I'm out here saying I want a healthy partnership, but somebody healthy would look at me and be like, she's a liability. Is it me? Mm, It's me. The problem is me. Sometimes the problem is me. And when the problem is me, I'm the only person who knows it because I'm really good at giving very good reasons why my behavior is justifiable. That's, does this make sense? I hope this shit makes sense. I'm just like, this is a very Mercury and Gemini kind of conversation. I'm trying to get this thought together. But sometimes the problem is me. And when the problem is me, I'm the grown up. Unfortunately, I'm looking around like, where's the fucking grown up who's going to come and tell me what to do and how to fix this? I'm the grown up. I'm going to have to figure it out. Sometimes figure it out means I need to go ask for help. I need to go get a coach. I need to go get a therapist. I need to go get new fucking friends. I need to reach out to people who hold me accountable and say, hey, I want your honest opinion, even if it hurts my feelings. Am I fucking up right now? That's what I need to do. And then when they give me those answers, even if it stings, I need to sit there and be like, okay, well, do I want to change or do I want to stay stuck? And if I want to change... And I have to change. That's the shitty thing about change. It requires changing. Change requires changing. It's very annoying that change requires changing. But it does. Right? Like, I have to actually change my behavior a little bit at a time. I actually have to start saying no to the invitations that are not aligned. And sometimes those invitations are the couch, right? Like, your couch looks real inviting right now. And you're like, no. I see you trying to seduce me. Don't look at me like that. Sometimes the invitation is your bed, right? Oh, I could just stay in bed for a week. That's an invitation. Sometimes the invitation is the hookup or the sneaky link that you know is no good in your life, but like feels like a drug. And you're like, oh, I could work on my business or I could just uh, fuck you for the week. That would be fun. Can't do it. We have to start saying no to those invitations, even if they would feel good in the moment. The like, the numbing, the numbing. Self-care isn't numbing. Self-care isn't numbing. Self-care is enlivening, even when it's hard. And self-care isn't necessarily the drinks or the bubble bath or the the taking time off. Sometimes self-care is doing the hard thing. A lot of times self-care is doing the hard thing. A lot of times self-care is setting the boundaries. A lot of times self-care is ending the relationship. A lot of times self-care is saying no to 
the hyper-indulgent part of yourself that wants what it wants what it wants it and would drive your fucking life off a cliff. Because self-care, like actual care, looks a lot more like parenting than it does like partying. So that's my thought for the day. I've been thinking about it all day. If I have more thoughts about it, I'll come say more. If you have thoughts about it, please like throw them in the comments and I will come comment back. Yeah, there you go. That's what I got. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time. So many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at intuitive edge coaching or join my Facebook group unstuck group to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.